The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he reached to Thomas and said, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs of the presence of his disciples, which were not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. morning. How are you? Good. I've got a question. What's something that you have learned recently? What's something that you have learned recently? Nothing at all, huh? Oh, you've learned something. It doesn't have to be about church. It can be anything at all. That's okay. Learning how to play soccer. Nice. What's something about soccer that you learned new? Is it a skill or a rule or just something cool? What have you been working on lately? Kicking the ball. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty big part of soccer, isn't it? Yeah. People younger than you practice how to kick the ball. And people that are professional soccer players 
practice how to kick the ball, don't they? Everybody practices. Yeah, that's a really good one. Cora, have you learned anything recently? How to hide behind cats. <laughs> you are learning love and you're learning writing, aren't you? And those are both really good things to learn. You learn love by being around people who love you every day and doing the same things they do. You learn writing by being around people who write and then doing the same things they do, don't you? Love and writing are pretty similar. In today's story, we have people who are learning. We have Jesus' disciples, and they're scared, and so they lock themselves in a room, and they're learning that they don't have to be scared in this world, that there's something good going on. They're learning that Jesus is alive. They're learning that Jesus is going out ahead of them and calling them into the world, saying, hey, come on out. We're doing lots of cool stuff. They're learning that Jesus has something for them to do. And then we have this really cool thing at the end of the story. But there's so many other things that aren't even in the Bible that they experienced. Can you look at my nose right here? Perfect. They're learning things that aren't even written down in the Bible. But some of the things are so that we can believe and that we can see and we can understand. It's neat, isn't it? That so long ago, the disciples were learning in the same way that you are every day, new things about their world and new things about who you are with God. And they were learning things about love they were learning things about grace, and they were learning things about going into the world and being just like God is, loving and caring, kind and forgiving. You'll learn these things your whole life. But what I need you to know is that there's going to be things in your life that help teach you these things. Kind of like how Cora has people in her life that teaches her love. And how Callan has people in his life that teaches him soccer, and I'm sure love too. You're going to have people that teach you what forgiveness is like, and what grace is like, and what mercy is like, what lifting each other up looks like. So this week, I want you to pay attention to people who are teaching you love. And I want you to pay attention to people who are teaching you forgiveness. I want you to think of yourself just like the disciples, people who don't quite know everything yet. Do you know everything yet? People who don't quite know everything yet, but are learning and growing. You are disciples. Does that make sense? Should we say a prayer? Let us pray. Gracious God, we learn something all the time. Help us to learn good things. Help us to learn who you are and who we are. Help us to learn love and forgiveness, mercy and grace. Help us, like the disciples, to be disciples. People who keep learning you over and over and sharing it with the world. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Thanks for being here, guys. Go back to your seats. In the name of Jesus, amen. When my grandfather was in his 90s, he learned a whole new TV setup. And he learned all about the new cable thing that had come in. And I think he learned about like streaming services and like how to watch things over the internet on his TV. And he didn't, like, he was a very good person of learning things. Over the course of his life, he taught himself so many things. He taught himself how to do basic maintenance on just about everything he ever owned. He taught himself how to do uh, carpentry so much as he could fix his house and tables and chairs. He taught himself how to do all kinds of stuff. And into his 90s, he was still teaching himself how to watch the television. Many other people much younger than he, just kind of tossed the remote to the side and say, I can't figure it out, I don't know. But he wanted to watch it. And his motivations were clear. He liked Ohio State football. He liked the Cincinnati Reds. And every once in a while, he might check the weather. Those were his motivations. So he found a way to do the things he wanted to do. He found a way to grow. He found a way to learn. He found a way to be where and how he wanted to be. And when I saw him learning how to do the TV with this giant, you've seen those remotes, right? The buttons are like this big around <laughs> with that giant remote in front of him. I thought, hey, that's kind of how I want to be. The disciples today are learning. Now, learning takes place in all kinds of different ways in our lives. Sometimes we learn when we don't want to learn. We are drugged through the process of coming to grips with how our lives are changing and how the world is changing, and how situations change. And we, we eventually learn, but we don't like to. And sometimes we're motivated in the right way and we want to learn. We want to be engaged and we are aiming towards this change. But whether we want to or whether we don't, we learn. And here today, the disciples are learning. And their motivation is mixed. They are fearful of what's out in the world, and they are happy to see the risen Christ. They rejoice when they see him. The first time they see him, Thomas isn't with them, but everybody else is. And they see him, and they rejoice when they hear him, and they, they have this breath breathed on them but they're not done learning yet because they've learned the rejoicing part, but they haven't learned the go out part yet. And so Jesus appears again. And again, they rejoice when they see him. And Thomas has this great, great moment of my Lord and my God, understanding what it means that Jesus has risen from the dead. And they're still not quite getting out there. It takes a while for them to get out of the locked room and out of fear. But their motivation eventually overwhelms that fear, doesn't it? The way that they want to see Christ, the way that they want to be a part of what Jesus is doing in the world, overwhelms that sense of, but this might go badly for us. 
And if you've ever studied the disciples, yeah, it goes badly for them at some point. None of them die of old age. But there's something in that moment, something in several moments that helps them go from locked inside to out in the world. And I don't know if their motivations were as simple as my grandfather's or if they were much more complex. I don't know if they ever got over that fear or if at some point they had such a great faith. I don't know what they felt each step of the journey. All I can tell you is that their behavior changed, which is the only sign of learning, right? At one point, they're locked inside, and at another point, they're not. Something changed. As always, this gospel is for us all. There are things that we will be learning well, well, well into our lives, some of them repeated over and over, day after day, and some of them we're learning new, new in a way that we've never seen them before. But over the course of our whole lives, we will always be learning, learning things of faith, learning things of life, and learning how the two connect. And in our learning, there will be times when we are scared and we're fearful and we don't know what's about to happen, and we want to just simply lock ourselves up or hide ourselves away, go into the cave, go, go into the silent point, go into all the places that every prophet, that every person of God, that every disciple, that everybody has found themselves in at one place or time. And then there will be times when... We simply want to see things different. We want to see things change. And our motivations will overwhelm what we do not quite yet know. And we will learn and we will grow and we will be hungry for this. We will ache for this. We will yearn for this. And we'll swing back and forth our whole lives long between what we want to change and what we don't, between growth and stability between the known and the unknown. It is in this moment, this moment of learning, this moment of growing, this moment of already rejoicing, but not quite yet having learned, that Jesus appears to his disciples and just like we heard earlier, including us, and says, peace, peace be with you. He gives us jobs. If you forgive the sins of any, they're forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. He gives us hope. Put your fingers here. Put your hand here. He gives us repetition. He comes again and again. And to the disciples of today, and to me and you and everybody throughout this world that's following God, Jesus comes again. 
in the midst of a time of learning, in the midst of a time of growing, in the midst of a time of uncertain yet motivated people, peace, peace. You are not on this journey alone. You are not going to be left alone. Christ will be with us. The Spirit will be with us. We will not go anywhere in this heaven or earth where God will not be by our side, where God will not go before us, behind us, and in the midst of us. The work that we do, the learning that we do, the growing that we do, is not in vain. It's a part of our life's journey. It's a part of discipleship. It's a part of being with Christ. And so in this day and in every day, as we grow and as we learn, peace, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Amen.